they're like, hello, here's an unsolicited photo of my genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely did not ask for. Yeah, did not ask for, did not need. The angles were always really just like, what, how did you come up with that? Like he's got his fucking phone like down <laughs> his knees or he's like, Double chins that's sitting on his chest. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Fulfillment and Fire podcast. This week, have a really, really super exciting episode for you. So this week I am joined by my best friend, Grace McLeod, Coach Grace McLeod. She's my absolute best friend. And the funny thing is we've actually never even met in person. Like literally we speak all the time. We have phone calls and we've never met in person. And she is one of my closest, closest friends. Every time we speak, we just have like the deepest conversations. It's so cool. But then on another level, we also like laugh like crazy. So it's just like the duality in the friendship is everything. So anyway, she's joining me on the podcast today. But second to that, I also have some more exciting news. And that is that this is the first episode of my chit chat series. So this is episode number one with my absolute best friend. So I'm introducing this series to the podcast. It's the chit chat series. Basically my idea of what the chit chat series will really be is basically where I get a guest onto the show. I pick a topic and we absolutely just riff and have a conversation for however long. It could be 30 minutes, it could be 90 minutes, whatever. There's no layout, there's no structure. I just sit down with this guest and we talk about this topic for however long we feel like talking for. So I'm really, really, really excited to bring this chit chat series to the podcast. And the reason that I do this is because personally, I don't love listening to podcasts that are like really deep and intense and like going into your traumas and all that sort of stuff. Like for me, yes, there is a time and a place for that. And sometimes I am in the mood for something that deep. But a lot of the times I can't be bothered with the deep shit. Like, yes, I want there to be an element where I'm learning and getting value because otherwise I wouldn't be listening to a podcast in the first place. But it's also like... my phone is ringing. That's great. (laughs) It's also like, I don't, I don't love sitting there just being and feeling really intense. I really, really, really love podcasts that like, you still get that growth element. You still get that value out of the episode, but it's also like, it's a very casual, lighthearted conversation. So it doesn't make the work, quote unquote, the work feel as heavy. I don't know. I have just really realized lately how much I love adding a bit of fun and a bit of laughing, a bit of joy into my life. And I really, really, really value that. It's one of my highest values is like fun. And I feel like sometimes some podcasts can be very like intense and like you just feel like you're meeting yourself at the depths of the depths. And sometimes it's just not the vibe. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood for that. And like I said, there's obviously a time and place for podcasts like that. And I know that a lot of people, a lot of people love podcasts like that. So I'm not like, you know, 
shaming or anything. But yeah, for me personally, I don't love it. They're not my favorite. My favorite podcasts are the one that are a bit ones that are a bit more like lighthearted, fun, bring a bit more enjoyment to the to the podcast. So that's kind of my intention with the chit chat series is like sit down and have a casual conversation with no layout, no structure, and just really have a conversation. So I've got Grace on today and the topic of conversation is going to be modern dating. It's so funny because now that I've said all this about like I don't love going into the intensity of things, this conversation, there was so many depths to this conversation and there was so much value and so many growth points in this. But there was also that duality of like we were literally talking about dick pics like 30 seconds into recording. So This is a bit of fun, but it's also like you're definitely going to get some growth and some value and some takeaway points from this. It genuinely was such a an epic conversation. We spoke into so many things. We spoke into how we feel that a lot of society these days are so disconnected from themselves and from their spirituality and all and their body and all the things that we actually are a lot of the times incapable of reaching a healthy connection based off of an emotional connection. So a lot of the times it's more this surface level thing because we are actually unable to connect deeper because we don't have that connection with ourselves. So we talk into a lot about that. We talk into a lot about leading our relationships with the ego rather than leading with the heart and how that actually creates such disconnect in a relationship. We talk about porn. We talk about watching porn and the detriments that can have to your relationships. We talk about casual sex and how that's actually ruining your relationships. Like dick pics. We went into dick pics in the first 30 seconds. It was just, yeah. So there's so much in this episode. And if you want to a, a bigger bit more of a recap, you can just check out the description. I, I list out a bit more than what I have just then. Um, so if you want to have a look at that, go for it. I will also list all of, um, I was going to say coach Grace McLeod. <laughs> oh my God. No, I will list all of Grace's details for her Instagram and all the things and how you can find her down below as well. We did also um, mention a TED talk in the episode as well that was around porn. I think it was around porn. Um, So I'll also link that if I can find it as well. But you guys are going to absolutely freaking love this episode. I was just blown away at the end of it. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) We literally spent 90 minutes going so, so deep and I absolutely loved it. Even though I said it was going to be a light and breezy conversation, it was not. So anyway, without further ado, I cannot wait for you guys to hear this potent as fuck episode. Grace and I have both spent like a lot of our time a lot of our life on Tinder and Hinge and all the, all the dating apps and all the things. So this is going to be a conversation that's coming from two experienced girls in the realm of modern dating. So enjoy the episode. I cannot wait for you to hear all the juice. Today, I have a really really super exciting episode for you today. So I am recording the first chit chat series with my best friend Grace, Coach Hello. Grace McLeod. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. So how do you feel about being literally the first chit chat series? Honored but not surprised. Yeah, honestly. I was like 
who the fuck else would I ask to come on the podcast and do like right. my first chit chat series with? Right. And I feel like we should preface this entire fucking thing by like, oh, do you have to cut out swearing? No, not at oh, all. Fantastic. Swearing is so welcome. <laughs> Um, I feel like we have to preface this entire fucking thing by saying that Kira and I have never met in real life. Yeah. And like, actually, every time we speak, I forget that. Like, Same. how? How? <laughs> make it make sense. But like, I feel like this podcast, even though we're not going to talk about like proximity um, when it comes to like the depth of your relationships, I feel like it's a really good takeaway to have just like walking into this knowing that me and Kira have not met, but yeah. this is the level of connection that we have. And, like, I was literally sitting on the podcast this morning, like, oh, like, we won't take an hour. And Grace is like, literally, have you had one of our conversations before? Like, we are always on the phone for, like, at least an hour and a half, at least. Yeah. And the only time we end it is because, like, one of us has to go to work or one of us has things to do. Like, it's insane. Honestly, we could actually talk for hours, especially when it's like, here's a topic that we are both fired up about. Yeah. Let's go forever. I feel like when I first asked you to come on the podcast I feel like you were like oh yeah we'll be talking on like health and fitness and like mindset and all the things and I was like uh no we're talking about modern dating <laughs> I was like here we fucking go here yeah. we go. this is I have so many stories on this yeah topic. literally I just feel like so we're obviously going to be talking about modern dating today so we've just picked this topic and we're just going to just riff, have a conversation and there'll definitely be like growth points and value in this episode as well because, I mean, we're very experienced in the in the dating world. <laughs> so oh, We are so like up with the kids in like the modern honestly. day. I learned what a fucking Riz was the other day. Wait, Riz? Riz. Is it bad that I don't know what that is? It's like when I was in high school, I think it was called Raz. And you would razz someone, but it means like have sex. No, (laughs) (laughs) like like talk to someone, like to be talking. Oh, like razz them. Razz is that how you say it? Is that the phrase? Riz is the the current one. Riz. It's changed. (laughs) (laughs) I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, and I saw a fucking caption that was like "W Riz bro," and I was like, "What? What the fuck does that mean?" So I had to Google it. It means winning at the Riz so the Riz is successful apparently oh my god okay not- and this is exactly this is exactly just the concept of modern dating these days like what is that what is that right. <laughs> I'm right. sorry like can you and not like, be talking to someone literally and like you were saying the other day it's like these days we get a fucking dick pic and the fucking penguins get pebbles oh my god like, there is like it's like a romantic fucking thing that penguins do when one penguin likes another penguin it'll bring that penguin a very special pebble and I think that that's really wholesome because when one human especially in our age demographic likes another human they're like hello here is an unsolicited photo of my genitals (laughs) (laughs) that you absolutely did not ask for yeah did not ask for did not need the angles were always really just like what how did you come up with that like he's got his fucking phone like down <laughs> his knees or he's like double chins and sitting on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> like, babe, at least take a flattering photo if you're going to do it. Like, I actually don't think it's possible to take a flattering photo of a dick. That is so true. Like, like I, I, 
Has it ever worked though? Like, does it actually work for some guys? Is that why they keep doing it? Like, what's the go? I don't know. I feel like we, it was definitely a huge thing pre-COVID, but like, I think post-COVID it's become a lot more prevalent. And I think it's because like lockdowns and shit literally destroyed our ability to have conversations with each other. So they're like, I don't want to use my words. Here is my penis. (laughs) This This is so fucked. We're how, 30 seconds in, we're talking about this. Literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like one minute we're talking about dicks, the next minute we're talking about, like, fucking traumas, and that's just how <laughs> our friendship works. It's great. I love how it. How long have you actually been single for, Grace? <laughs> um, I've been single since I was 18. I'm 21 now. So about three years. Yeah. Okay. So I've been single for about two months, but before that I was single for six and a half years, which is a big fucking chunk of my life. So Wait, how old are you? 23. I feel like I need to know that and I don't. <laughs> we don't touch these things though. We literally just right? go straight into like the depths of the depths. We don't, don't talk about. Ask, don't ask me when Kira's birthday is. Could not tell yeah. you. Want me to tell you about like half the trauma she's experienced in the past like six weeks? easy I'll tell you all absolutely absolutely (laughs) so yeah I like I got into my first relationship when I was like 13 and that lasted until I was like 16 oh shit 17 yeah so it was very young so I've literally quite literally spent most of my life on tinder and hinge and all the fucking things (laughs) (laughs) until now so I'm actually um just for for concept so I've basically been on tinder and hinge my whole life I've always been one of those people that's like, get on the app, get really bored, get off of it, delete everything. And then I get bored of not having it and then I'll get it back again. And then it's just this back and forth thing. But I've made a promise to myself that I'm not getting on a dating app. I've literally spent my whole life on Tinder, Hinge, all the things. And I've never, ever, ever had like a genuine good experience from it. Like the people I've met aren't necessarily bad people, but just like what comes out of that, it's always like they're emotionally unavailable or like mm. they've just broken up with their girlfriends. Like it's like. Or they just want to bang. Exactly. Nine and times out of ten, that is exactly like yeah. the objective of those apps, honestly. And I'm absolutely not here for that. So that's and I what I'm like, doing. Okay, we're gonna, I'm going to go down that avenue to a bit. Um, I feel like so many people don't understand the issue with meaningless sex because everyone is so just like yeah I'm not I don't I don't have time for feelings or commitment but like let's sleep together and do the most intimate thing that humans can do but no feelings no feelings involved like that doesn't absolutely I feel like oh and this is gonna sound like so distant from the topic of modern dating but so many humans, especially in our age demographic, are so fucking out of alignment and just so far away from their human and their spirituality and, you know, connecting within themselves that they can actually just go and sleep with someone and have zero understanding but also not feel any of the consequences that come with quite literally sharing something that is so fucking intimate with another person. It makes me really sad, Grace, and I was actually only thinking about this yesterday of like everyone, no, not everyone. That's a really big generalization. A lot of people in today's society are so 
disconnected from themselves, like you said, like spirituality. Mm. And they just wouldn't even have one single clue of what's going on inside of their body. Oh my God. Literally so connected. And I feel like it's like, it's almost like a herd mentality because we normalize this disconnect from who yeah. we are. Like, yeah. feeling like the amount of jokes that people will make about like suppressing trauma or, or seeking validation or, you know, engaging in self-harm activities to avoid their feelings. And I, when I say self-harm activities, I don't mean like your typical self-harm. Um, but I mean like, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, meaningless sex, over-exercising. Um, even like even like binge eating, like yeah. little things like that, you know. Yeah. And it's because people are so disconnected from their selves and their emotions. And it actually like once you start to dive down the rabbit hole of, understanding who you are as an individual it's so obvious when humans are so disconnected like I feel like I could fucking you know have a 30 second conversation with someone and understand what level of self-awareness they have 100 percent I am percent in self-awareness for myself and it's like I just I can't even comprehend the world where I would just suppress my shit and think that this is how I'm going to go for the rest of my life yeah and like I come from a really strong background, like being completely transparent of like casual sex. Like when I broke up with the, my first partner, casual sex was like all I did. And all I was searching for was that validation. And just like, it was just a way of like numbing and avoiding what was actually going on inside of me. So like, it's not like we're just talking about this. We've got no fucking experience. It's like, no, I've been through that experience of casual sex. I've come out on the other side of it. And now I completely understand what was going on inside of my body inside of my brain for me to go and want to do that yeah and it's just like I think I was also thinking about this last night of like today's society is just like we are so comfortable like we've literally got an app on our phone we order food and it comes to our door even like grocery shopping like we don't even have to go to the shops anymore to get our groceries they just get delivered to our door and they're like this is what shows up in relationships as well. It's like we have no tolerance to being uncomfortable. Literally, I feel like we are so fucking entitled to just have everything that no one wants to put in the work, like fucking to go to Coles and do your groceries or to go to the restaurant and pick up the food that you wanted to eat. And And you know what? You can't put in that effort for basic daily tasks. Then how on earth are you supposed to put in the effort and the, the the presence that is required to have a successful relationship as well and this is my thing it's like so many people these days are like where are the old relationships like they're so cute they last forever and me? like is that me like, that's me literally me, me as well is it me am i the drama <laughs> yeah. you are that person i'm talking about <laughs> Even, but literally like then people get into a relationship and they're not willing to put in the fucking work it's like relationships were always hard yeah not in the way of like oh my god this is so like forceful and resistant but in the way of like it actually requires work at every single level it's always been that way you are coexisting with an entire other human of course it is going to take work like you are two completely different individuals with different perceptions of the world and different upbringings and different everything obviously it's going to take work and like we we go into the honeymoon phase and it's all like cute and sweet and stuff. 
And then there are so many people who are like, oh, I just want the honeymoon phase to last forever. Like, no, it doesn't fucking last forever. It's a honeymoon phase because you guys quite literally are like so obsessed with each other that you consciously or unconsciously avoid or neglect to acknowledge all of the shit that does need to be worked through. And the thing with the honeymoon phase is like, I actually don't even think it is the honeymoon phase. I think it's like, it's that stage where you actually just don't know each other on a deeper level yet to actually have the the challenges and like the things that you actually need to work through yeah and so it seems like this really great thing because like of course when we first meet each other we don't know each other well at all so there's no room for challenge and there's no room for like actually having to like work through things and like speak up and like all the things Yeah, and there's also that sort of level of I need to suppress a certain degree of who I am to make sure that I don't make this other person run for the hills yeah it's like that Thing of like I've got to come across as someone that I'm not yeah and then the real like, cracks start to show yeah. yeah and then the cracks start to show later on in the relationship and, and things the problem get hard mm. so mm. like even in the 19 fucking 50s the relationships still required work it's just that the actual people in the relationships were willing to go there yeah and, and that's the difference I also feel like humans back then did not have the fucking audacity that humans have now and that like I can go down so many different avenues with that but it's like you know humans like back in fucking the 1950s I'm gonna tell you right now that Margaret was not fucking you know on Pornhub watching different videos and John was getting about it and I can assure you that fucking John in the 1950s was not liking other girls bikini pics on Instagram and causing Margaret to have an entire fucking meltdown like so true (laughs) and like like and even though like things are logically getting easier like we literally have Pornhub we have like the dating apps all the things but like it's literally making our life harder like these little connecting so hard yeah it's like I'm sorry all of us you can't like what do you mean you are finding connection through a fucking bunch bunch of pixels on a brick yeah literally like Oh, don't get me started on Pornhub. Oh my god. Let's not let's <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Look, I if you watch porn, it like I'm not we're not here to say like you're wrong or like we're not here to shame you for it. But all I'm going to say is it does create a false sense of reality. Yeah. Then you go and have sex with another partner and it's like oh this isn't like what I watch on Pornhub yeah there was this um there is this fantastic TED talk it's called the brain on porn it's by this scientist who quite literally studied the brains of people who watch porn versus didn't watch porn and they also ran an experiment on rats or mice or something and they watched the um time till ejaculation in rats based upon them having multiple different partners versus having one partner and over the period of time that they started it you know this this rat that was sleeping with or whatever rats do again <laughs> whatever they do um, <laughs> their thing. that was doing their thing with multiple partners his t- time to ejaculation decreased rapidly versus that's, versus the rat who was sleeping with the same partner it increased so interesting and I think you know if we dive into like the actual like scientific and data-based side of it 
erectile dysfunction has increased so incredibly much. And while there are, you know, a lot of factors that contribute to this, I think one of the biggest ones is the fact that they literally, like men will have access to fiddle their whittle at any given point in time. Like they don't have to wait, they don't have to suppress, like it is just readily available to them. And, you know, when they're watching fucking Monster Orgy Step Bros 3, like, <laughs> and getting off to that and then they try and sleep with a normal human being of course it's going to be nothing like that yeah and of course like like it's just it's not the same and I think it's also like that disconnection piece again it's like are we that disconnected to our bodies that we actually just can't like orgasm or like for women like orgasm literally just by being connected and in our bodies like is yeah. that how it is now where we have to actually rely on an external factor to be able to even turn ourselves on, let alone have an orgasm? Yeah. Like, uh, you know what turns me on, Kira? Yeah. Great. Emotional, <laughs> emotional connection. Absolutely. And you know what the funny thing is? It's like no one's willing to build it. Mm-hmm. No, okay. No one is a big generalization again. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't willing to build it. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing that makes intimacy feel so fucking good and it also makes things like orgasms a lot more powerful 100 percent. there's like um physical attraction which is like it's going to get you so far but mm. it's not going to get you to that deep level of intimacy mm. that deep down we're all fucking craving but just yeah. we're so disconnected that we don't know that but like deep down we're craving it but we're not willing to build that emotional connection to actually be able to experience the deep intimacy Exactly. And so many people complain that they can't experience that level. But without understanding that, there is so much work that is required to actually go into that. Yeah. And you've actually got to do what's hard to be able to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's um, like, but me. it's like where on these dating apps, I'm not going to attract those people that actually want to experience deep intimacy and like are somewhat emotionally available here is where I might rebut you go for it that's what it's all about I had the exact same perspective and not gonna lie I still kind of do but I was having a conversation with do you know Jordan Briggs no he's like a holistic health coach um I was having a conversation with him about dating apps and I was like, I was saying the exact same thing as you, the sort of people that I want to meet and the sort of people that I want in my world are not going to be the sort of people that use that app. But then it's like, one, that's a fat generalization. And two, it's like, that is where modern dating has pivoted to. And there are so many people that have met the loves of their life on that app. And And so true. Like, wow, you know, 99% or like nine out of 10 people on there are going to be in there with a different intention to you. That is not to say that there isn't that one out of 10 that actually is going to be there for the same reason as you. And by completely blocking out like the entirety of the dating app realm, it's almost like you're limiting your chances of meeting that person. Like for the longest time, I was like, dating apps are fucking stupid. Um, and I s- still believe that. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you know, I, I go to the gym. I coach at a gym. I go to Coles. I am at home. That is 
that <laughs> the chances of me meeting someone in my like day-to-day activities does not exist like very 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 minimal because that is true so it's like I can either continue with my day-to-day routine of I know everyone at the gym you know I fucking know the checkout chicks at Coles like I see them <laughs> all the time like and it's just me and Eddie at home like I can continue that and complain that I'm not meeting the love of my life or I can yes put myself in an environment where you know what 90% of the conversations that I have on Tinder are disgusting and I'm just like I'm <laughs> I literally I take screenshots and I send them I was gonna say some of the shit. this is the Tinder chronicles some of the shit that you send through is absolutely hilarious like, let, me, let me grab you one of them because so please funny. please read some um <clears throat> bless you got that inside of my soul um where is it <laughs> so this guy messaged me on tinder and he goes no no introduction no hi how are you he just goes go. and asks i would like to eat oh <laughs> straight up I was like I was like try again and he goes that's all I've got so I sent him a gift that was like the tribe has spoken like you're being fucking kicked off the island and then I unmatch with him and it's like stuff like that I used to be so offended by like you're not gonna ask me like who I am like how I am like I, don't you want to say hi like why are you starting with something like that and now it's just like okay cool thank you so much for showing your true colors very fucking quickly and to proving to me that I don't actually don't need to continue this conversation. So get fucked. Um, but thank you for being a screenshot that I can send to my friends. And like actually messages like that are great because it shows their intention straight up. <laughs> it's like, yep, okay, our intentions definitely don't align here. See you later. Yeah, like goodbye. Goodbye. I think it's really, really funny. Like, and, uh, anyway, um, yeah, like, I, I have conversations like that and they're really funny and I get to send them to the group chat that I have with Kira and one of our other friends, Beck, um, and we get to laugh about it. And then I don't carry it with me because I don't fucking care. Like that zero yeah. impact on my life. But like one percenter, that, that one out of 10 that is actually not fucking disgusting sort of aligns with me is cute um, and doesn't, you know, isn't next level, you know, let's just fuck and never talk again. Like... So I feel like it can be worth it to hold space for the fact that maybe something good can come from it. And, okay, I do agree with that because there has been men that I have been on dates with from Tinder and Hinge that are beautiful people Mm. and there's nothing, like, there's nothing particularly, like, wrong with the connection or anything. It's just, like, they're beautiful people. It's obviously never worked out. Mm. But also, I guess it's up to the individual, right? So... For me, at the moment, I'm doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work, especially for business. I'm getting rid of a lot of things that just uh, feel heavy, just don't align. And one of the things that feels really heavy for me is fucking dating apps because obviously each to their own, but, like, I did spend not a lot of time on dating apps, but, like, I'd sit there on, like, a Saturday night alone, (laughs) single girl things, just, like, swiping on Tinder, like, you know, on my phone for, like, at least half an hour, just, like, swiping on Tinder, whatever. So for me, it's like this is a way of like cleaning up behind the scenes because that feels really heavy to me at the moment. Situationships feel really heavy to me at the moment. What the fuck? And- Sorry, what the fuck is a situationship? If I see one more fucking TikTok of someone <laughs> being like, here are texts that I have with my situationship and it's them being like, oh, your ass looks really good today. 
or like, like, oh, I think I love you, but I hate you at the same time. Like, what? Situationship, well, for me, situationship is just like when you're at that point of like seeing someone, but you're not dating. I don't know if that's like the technical modern term for it, but like, that's how I see it. Like, why do we we need names for this anyway? Right? Like, (laughs) you're either like not dating yet or you're dating. Exactly. My situationship. uh, I can't. Fucking modern dating drives my head in. And yeah, I think that it's really important to acknowledge that there is a time and place. Like, you know, if you aren't in the position to be fucking going out, like if you were to go on a speed dating thing, like if you wouldn't go out and do that right now, I feel like that says okay, maybe we shouldn't be on dating apps. And dating apps are so easy to be like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, it's just swiping. It's a fun game. But it's like there's always intention behind it. And if you wouldn't go out of your way to go and meet someone or go on a date or, you know, do those things in real life, then I think it does make sense to clean it up behind the scenes and delete them. And also another thing I think is really important to bring up here as well is go careful with what you're using dating apps to numb or avoid. Because I know for me, it got to the point where like I would be sitting at home on a Saturday night on a weekend watching like other people go out and I don't go out and drink. Like that doesn't make me jealous as such, but like just the fact of being home alone by myself on a Saturday night, it's like, Oh, this is sad girl, like single shit. So then I'd get on Tinder and I'd swipe. And it's like, what's that actually numbing and avoiding? What am I actually avoiding feeling right now? Of like that feeling of like being lonely, having to sit with myself on a Saturday night like go really careful with like you said there's an intention behind dating apps and when you're when you're like going on to dating apps so just go really careful as as to like what am I actually using this dating app for am I genuinely trying to find a connection here or am I like actually just using it to numb and avoid the fact that I'm I feel fucking lonely right now and I don't want to sit with myself I feel like any average Joe would listen to that and say what the fuck do you mean yeah absolutely because (laughs) it's a dating app and I'm going to swipe on it. And it's like the concept of, Hey, you might be swiping because you're trying to avoid feeling an emotion or sitting with it. It's just like a whole other planet for some people. They're like, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is like, some people are so disconnected that they don't even know they're numbing emotion or they're not even, they don't even know they're suppressing emotion. Yeah. They don't yeah. even know there's emotion there to feel like they're that disconnected that they just don't even know. Yeah. Like, I think that something that has absolutely changed the fucking game for me when it comes to modern dating, like I used to sit in the biggest fucking just puddle of self-pity, like poor me, why am I alone? Like, you know, I want a love like the movies. You know what? I, I still want to love like the movies. I don't think I'll ever not want to love like the movies. But what I've removed from that is that, you know, I would have nights where I would be really sad because I'm like, oh, I'm alone. And then I would, you know, I think like, oh, am I lonely? And then only once I started to dial in on what I was actually craving, did I realize that, hey, I actually am not seeking another person. I'm seeking this for myself. Like I need to give this to myself. And it was, you know, I I, um, I remember journaling about it would have been a couple months ago. And I was like, okay, why am I craving this? Like, what is it in particular that I want? And it was like, you know, the concept of singing in the kitchen while we make dinner or the concept of, you know, feeling loved and, and feeling held and feeling cared for. Or the concept of 
you know, having someone ask me how my day was and it's like, Grace, you literally can give all of that to yourself and you are just not doing it. And once I started doing it, it was like, whoa, okay, I actually don't feel that loneliness anymore. It was just a massive like spotlight on what I was neglecting to give to myself and trying to shove a Tinder boy into that hole. Yeah. And it's like, whatever you're craving is usually what you're actually not giving yourself. And while there's a level where, yes, like, I'm not saying it's not okay to like receive love and affection and like all the things from your partner, but there's also a level where you actually need to be capable of giving that to yourself. Otherwise it just becomes a connection where it's like, you're constantly taking something from them. You're constantly like kind of feeding off of them to like feel like you're whole or feel like you're complete. Yeah. Oh, it's and not like, even a healthy connection in the, like, yes. yeah. And like, if I was to go into a relationship with the mindset that I previously had and, you know, felt really comfortable in it for the first little while because someone was giving to me all of those things that I thought that I needed, it would get to a point where we would hit a glass ceiling because you can't fill the cup up completely from an external source. So this person could be giving me all of the things that I was, I was craving and it still wouldn't be enough because it wasn't another person I needed. It was myself. Yeah. Then it would turn into, you know, so many things from like, you know, resentment to anger, to frustration for this person for not giving what my expectation of this thing was. And, you know, that's how a lot of relationships fizzle out because we feel like we're craving something that we're not getting from our partners but in reality, it's what we need to be giving to ourselves. And it's like when we get into those like states, it's like we're always asking for more from that partner. And it's like basically unconsciously kind of implying that they're not enough because you're always asking for more. And this works both ways as well. It's like the more that we keep asking for more from our partners because we're actually not giving it to ourselves, we're actually unconsciously saying to that person that like they're not enough. Mm. Exactly. And I feel like there's statistics everywhere about it, but so many modern marriages are resulting in divorce because of this massive disconnect that we, that we have. And like, I feel like it's because we all are so avoidant of feeling our emotions. Like, you know, oh, I had a fight with my partner let me fucking scroll on TikTok for two hours to get my mind off of it. Rather than actually sitting down and fucking journaling about it. Yeah. Or just like tuning into the to your body and being like, what's actually coming up for me right now? Like Literally, other than doing that, we we turn to TikTok. Or, you know, whatever the fuck other what do uh, older people Facebook. Facebook. That's what older yeah. people do, scroll through Facebook. Um it's like this is where also toxic masculinity can come into play big time because it's like I remember having a conversation with uh, someone I used to be friends with and being like you know you're feeling like this why don't you go journal about it and he's like I don't fucking journal what what? I don't journal I just throw stuff let me hit stuff like I don't need to (laughs) process how I feel I just need to keep busy you know exactly who I'm talking about a (laughs) hundred and it's like yeah cool like that may have worked for you up until this point but it is so fucking evident that you are holding on to so many unprocessed emotions that you are exploding and spoiler alert he exploded multiple fucking times yeah <laughs> and it's like they, it's almost like they would rather protect their ego than process the emotion and this is what's actually fucked in today's society it's like i'd rather protect my ego 
and like hold this like perception of myself Mm. than like actually connect with you. Like, for example, the other day, or not the other day, it was like, I don't know, a month ago or something, I was on, well, I was kind of like low-key seeing someone, not seeing, I don't know how to, how do I say it? Like, I was like, I've been on a couple dates with him. So we'd seen each other like a few times. I wouldn't say we're seeing each other, but we'd seen each other a few times. And he comes out with, oh, like, if you got with someone else, I wouldn't care. And like, it's like, that's such an ego thing. Like, <laughs> and it it kind of tells me that I'm like, oh, he do- he doesn't fucking care. So like, what am I even doing here? But mm. for him, he was like, oh no no no, like I didn't mean that. He's like, I'm just saying, like I I wouldn't see you again. And I was like, so you would care. It's just that you wouldn't see me again. But it's like, if there's actually just like this thing of like, I have to protect my ego here and make me look like the big strong masculine. What they think is masculine, mm. and like. I, I don't I wouldn't give a fuck like <laughs> I'm just I'm chilly the way you know and I was okay. but then like congratulations like yeah like, but then you're supposed to respond to something like that but it's like let's just actually drop the fucking ego right now and why couldn't he just be like oh probably it would really hurt me if like you got with someone else right now and I wouldn't see you again yeah, yeah. and that for me would show me that oh this guy actually really cares but by him being like well, I wouldn't fucking care <laughs> I'm just like chilly the way like it's like I'm just like you're impersonating him right now why do I think he has a fucking goatee (laughs) (laughs) look that's not how he speaks but (laughs) oh that's a fantastic impersonation um thank you thank you like oh my god the concept of ego is so foreign to so many people as well like I was in the shower last night um and obviously when I'm in the shower I reenact a lot of really important moments in my life and I kept like reenacting this 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 moment and every fucking time I would play it in my head my ego would just be like whoa shut the fuck up and I would find a way to you know have fake arguments with fucking the fake person that I was arguing with in the shower and find ways to protect myself in these fake arguments and every time it happened I remember like I literally I remember saying to myself grace put your fucking ego away yeah like and it's having that awareness that, hey, your ego actually exists. And it's not just to the level of, oh, I think I have the world's biggest dick. And that's how big <laughs> my ego is. Like, ego yeah. is so much more than that. Anything that's, like, not your truth is your ego. And, like, the longer we're living in our egos, we're, we're pretty much making it near impossible to actually build deeper connections. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, like you said, it's just about having that awareness of like, what's ego? What's my truth right now? Because like this guy, for example, it's like his truth was that he would be hurt by it if I was to go and sleep with someone else, if I was to go and get with someone else. But ego was just like, oh, I wouldn't fucking care. <laughs> it's like, like I need to be like, like, so chill about this, bro. But like that simple little moment of like, if he had of not listened to his ego and actually spoken his truth, it would have created a deeper connection because it's like, oh, this guy actually cares about me. But yeah. by living in his ego, it was like, oh, fuck, this is just like, I don't know what this is to him, but like, whatever, you know? Exactly. exactly. Like, uh, and it just, it just blows my mind that so many people don't have the awareness, but, you know, will literally destroy relationships in protection of their ego. Oh, it's, it's, it's sad. It's actually tragic. It's tragic. Oh. And I feel like 
maybe this is just a you and me thing, but like a man with emotional intelligence is so much more fucking attractive than a man who plays cool. Like if you want to tell me about the fucking, like the journaling that you did last night and the fucking emotional, like behavioral patterns you work through. <laughs> I'm fucking turned on right now. But if you're going to tell me that fucking, you know, you cheated on your ex 17 times and didn't give a fuck about it and you're just really, really cool like that. Yeah. Red flag, as they say. I was talking with this guy. Um, Yeah, we were talking. And you know when you're in that sort of like honeymoon texty phase where you're like, let's just ask like a lot of really cute questions. Yeah. Um, And I was like, okay, what's your biggest red flag? And he's like, I don't think I have any. And I was like, Okay, and then he goes, like, what about you? And I was like, well. And I said, like, <laughs> I sleep with mouth, mouth tape on. I don't use a pillow when I sleep. I turn my Wi-Fi off when I go to bed. I eat raw liver for breakfast. Um, and I said a bunch of shit that was just, like, so unconventional that I do. Yeah. And then we're well, having a conversation, like, fucking, like, two days later. And he was like, yeah, I have a single bed. So that's a red flag. <laughs> And then we're having another conversation where I was like, you know, like, how do you process like all of the things that happen to you at work? And he was like, oh, I just don't think about it. And I was like, <laughs> it's like, there are so many red flags and so many people struggle to recognize or even, you know, meet themselves where they're at and acknowledge, hey, there probably is some shit about me that does raise flags yep. for other people. And I literally just shared a reel on my story literally before this podcast. And it was saying how like, Every single fucking person, including yourself, has red flags. Yeah. And it's not about not like looking for people that don't have any red flags. It's about looking for the people that have, exactly, they don't exist. You'll be looking forever. It's about finding the people that like have the red flags, but are willing to work on them. Exactly. Or it's like willing to fucking acknowledge them. But also, I think there's also a level where a lot of people don't actually know what they want in a partner these days because they are disconnected. Yeah. Like they actually don't even know what they're looking for in a partner. Like for me now I've gotten so fucking clear to literally every single detail of what I want. Same. Same. And like that is actually essential for finding the relationship that you want. And it's like it could be seen as like, oh, this is like I'm being so picky. But also Okay, maybe not on this on a surface level. It's like they have to have brown hair. They have to have like big muscles. Like, like that is that's surface level. Yeah, exactly. Like that's a bit picky. That is picky. But like yeah. when you're looking at a level of like they need to be have some level of emotional intelligence. Like they need to be kind-hearted. Like genuinely a, a kind soul. Like yeah. things like that. That's not fucking picky. That's just exactly. standard. Right. I I used to think that like my dream guy was like eats a raw liver for breakfast, <laughs> fucking reads all of these cool books, you know, fucking goes to the gym, smashes himself super hard, listens to all of these podcasts, like, you know, does shadow work, like wants to talk to me about like the depths of our psyche. And it's like, that's great. That's fantastic. And that would be fun. But that's not like super necessary. Like I realized that I don't need a man who eats raw liver or is balls deep in personal development. What I need is a human who is capable of holding me in the depth and the fucking chaos and the the power that I am. And he doesn't need to eat raw liver for breakfast to be able to do that. I love that we've gone down this path because I literally thought the same thing. And 
the relationship that I had previously, it was beautiful. I thought I wanted a relationship where like, yep, shadow work, he needs to be a coach, he needs to have like this depth of awareness that I have. That literally turned shit on its head because the relationship was, yes, beautiful, but it was so fucking intense. Yeah. And so now I'm like, same as you, I'm like, that's not necessary. Like as long as I've got some level of emotional intelligence, they know how to hold me, they know how to like hold me in my power, like you said. Yeah. It's just... It's like having that discernment of like what's actually a necessity for me and what's actually just like a bonus, you know? Exactly. And it's like you don't need someone who is an exact replica of you because that, that if anything, it'll make the relationship really fucking challenging. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like it's important to have that that person align with some of your core values. Like I, I was going to go on a date a couple months ago with this guy and he was like, oh, where do you want to go for dinner? And I was like, oh, like, I don't mind. You pick. He choose, chooses this restaurant. It's this fucking vegan restaurant. No, no hate to vegans, but it's like eating meat is a fucking core value. Like it's one of the, <laughs> like, the biggest things in my life. And I just said to him, I was like, oh, like, are you, are you vegan? And he's like, yeah, I'm vegetarian. And I was like, I'm really sorry, but like, I, 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 this isn't going to work out. And it wasn't because, you know, we, we ate differently, but it was because that would have caused so many unnecessary challenges in a relationship with me. Yeah. Because definitely. it's like, what, I'm going to eat my raw liver in the morning. What do you want to have a fucking cube of tofu? Like, yeah. It's like, are you going to just smell the meat and want to run? Like, right? like, yeah. and like, I'm not going to change that. And, you know, a lot of the time, and this is a generalization, but people who are vegan or vegetarian are you know eat like that for ethical reasons and political Mm. reasons and while they always say you know I'm not going to push that agenda it's like I don't really like that that doesn't align with me I'm not like that that's not going to happen I'm really sorry because if anything I would want to convert them to eat meat because of the fucking health consequences that come alongside having a vegan or vegetarian diet and I don't want to do that to someone that I'm in a relationship like I don't want to have that agenda on the surface level it's like oh they don't eat meat but like beneath that there's like the core values that don't align exactly and beneath that it's like I want to help you I want to you know I want you to be healthy and I would be doing the entire world a disservice by not educating you on that and like that's also yeah. not a problem that I want to have in a relationship but I was telling a friend about it I was like because I was like hey like I'm going on a date tonight and he's like oh my god like that's so exciting and then he asked me later on he was like how's the date and I was like oh I didn't go and he's like why I'm like oh he's a vegetarian and he goes grace you are so fucking like superficial like that is so fucking stupid like that is just the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard and i was like no you you just don't get it it's not that it's not the fact that he doesn't eat the meat it's like the values and the beliefs behind that you know yeah Yeah, and this is why i think like we need to be this is why i say we need to be clear on what we want because like if we didn't know what our core values were if we didn't know what our what our necessities were we're actually just going to be settling for like the in-between guy if yeah. we have no no idea of what we actually want. And also it's also sticking to those standards as well because there's been so many times in the past where I've like caught up with a guy, they're lovely, like there's like I said, there's nothing wrong with them. But like I'm like, oh, this is good enough. It's not exactly what I want, but oh, this is good enough. Right? It's like, Why do we no. have to settle? We're, we're not settling. We're not settling. And like, when Kira and I say settle, we don't mean settle for, you know, a man who doesn't buy you flowers 14 times a day 
or fucking texts you good morning the second he wakes up and reads or responds to your text in 30 seconds. We're talking settling for someone who doesn't align with who you are and saying that's good enough. Yeah. And like, oh, he like ticks some of my boxes, but not all of them. So like, this is good enough. I'll probably get, I won't get any better anyway. Like there's been that many times in the past where I've done that. And it's like, this is why it's so important to be like so clear on exactly what you want so that you can actually stick to those standards. Because like, he's fucking out there. He or she is out there. They they are out there. Um, So I would love to like, not switch gears, but I guess like hear your opinion on like, in modern dating, if you're single, if you're single, like how would you, what would your little like, not tips, but like how would you go about navigating finding like your perfect person in like a modern dating world? Hmm. I think that for majority of people, it is so much less about finding the perfect person. And I think the best place to start is not thinking, where is he? You know, where where am I going to meet him? You know, where's my Prince Charming? It's actually stopping meeting yourself where you're at, meeting your ego and asking, hey, would I be in a relationship with the person that I am right now? And if the answer is no, then congratulations. Here is so much work that probably needs to be put in before you meet that person. I fucking love that because like the thing is, we attract what we are not what we want so if you are not an embodiment of what you would date then like you said like there's just a gateway of all the shit that you can just start working towards exactly and like I I did this exercise I would have been like the start of last year I was like would I date myself the answer was no and there was a list of like six pages of things about myself that I wouldn't like in a partner <laughs> it was a, okay grace last year was damaged um but slowly and surely I started working through it and I started cleaning things up and cleaning things up you know in in the back end of my world and it was stuff as basic as like I wouldn't date someone who finished their dinner and left the plate on the coffee table and didn't put it in the dishwasher <laughs> I looked up while I was writing that list fucking plate from my dinner was on my coffee table and I was like okay we've got all righty <laughs> um but it's also like I wouldn't date someone who instantly you know there's an argument instantly goes to attack the other person and so I stopped doing shit like that you know I worked through it I you know found a different way to navigate arguments and oh my god my life got so much better And my human became so much better. And when you start actually aligning yourself with the values that you seek in a partner, you become a better person. You probably become wildly more attractive to the one. And you also just clean up so much shit in your world that almost removes that insane desire to have another person. So it's like, ever since I started cleaning that up, I I have existed in a world where Quite honestly, Kira, I could stay single for the rest of my life and be completely okay with it. Like, And, like, to be honest, that's the best place to attract a partner from. Yeah, like, I live by myself. I keep my house clean. I, I come home to Eddie. I, you know, cook dinner for myself. I pay my own bills. I provide for myself. And everything that, every fucking need that I could possibly have is filled. And 
that means that if I am talking to someone or, or going on a date or, or seeing someone, I'm not walking into it with the intention of filling a void that exists in my life. I'm walking into it with the the space and the capacity to say, this is my world and you are so welcome to be in it with me. Yeah. But the way I hold myself and the way I, I navigate the world is not going to change regardless of your presence. Yeah, it's like you add value to my life. You compliment my life, but you are not my life. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like a separate, it's a separate exactly. thing. Exactly. And like if you were to leave tomorrow, you know, or if I was to, you know, break up with that person or whatever, yeah, you know, maybe I would be sad and I would be be mourning that connection. But at the same time, there would not be a void in my life because all of those basic fundamental needs are provided to me by me. And this gets said so much and I hate how common it is, but it's just fucking true. It's just like you actually just have to be whole on your own before you can actually sustain a healthy relationship. Yes, and people and that's just it. so hard. Like that phrase of you have to love yourself before someone else can love you and people are like, oh, that's so not true. Yes, it is. It is literally so but funny. It's, it's fucking I've never true. Heard it's a true phrase in my life. It's said all the time because it's so fucking true. And so many people are like so next level broken after breakups, not because like of you know losing the other person, but losing that part of them that filled a void that you refuse to acknowledge. They're losing the safety. They're losing the love. All the things yeah. that you just didn't give to yourself. They're losing like the comfort, the like, oh, I could talk about that forever. Like yeah. you, yeah. yes, you are mourning the relationship, but you're also mourning and, and grieving that part of you that no longer exists because you don't give it yeah. to yourself. And that's why you, that's why people feel so fucking empty after they've left a relationship. Cause they're like, whoa, where the fuck do I get my safety from now? Where the fuck do I get my love and compassion from now? Like yourself, that is the only reliable yourself. source. And I can say this yeah. until I... A fucking and black and blue in the face the only guaranteed constant in your life for the rest of your life is going to be you it's you and it's like people are like oh but like this you know there's um you know exceptions to that no there's fucking not sadly your parents aren't going to be around forever they are not going to be a guaranteed consistent in your entire life your siblings are not going to be around forever they're not going to be guaranteed. Your partner who you think is the fucking moon and the stars and you're, you guys are never going to break up, you can't guarantee that. And that isn't me to say, you know, to like catastrophize a relationship and say, you know, you could break up in five seconds, but like you could. And, and not even that, like what, like, this is going very like deep and like scary, but like who's to say they're not going to die at the age of 35? Right? Like, like you, you know, know. say they're not going to fuck up and, you know, you end up breaking up or... You know, your pets or that friend that you've had since you were fucking like six years old. Like none of that is guaranteed to you. Guaranteed. You can't gain any consistent and reliable value, not value, um, reliable safety, comfort, um, love from all of those things because they could disappear just like that. And then, yep. oh my God, we have a void to fill. But... Mm you won't be shaken up anywhere near as much if you provide all of that for yourself and understand to the biggest possible degree that you are the only person that you can rely on for the rest of your life. You Absolutely. Only consistent. Absolutely. And um, when we lead from this place in a relationship, the connection is so healthy because it's like we're unattached, we're securely attached. We're not like so anxious we're like oh no I need you because you can't abandon me you can't reject me and it's like we're not avoidant 
because we're actually leaned in. Where mm. like I've got me even if we break up. Yeah. So like if I'm gonna lean in right now, like I'm gonna lean in. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lean into the point where I give you my power. No, I'm not gonna lean in and like give you my literally my whole fucking soul and start letting you cross boundaries and like overstep values. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and oh my god, it, people almost flex it, but they're like, yeah. Hashtag stay toxic. Yes. Like, what do you mean? The TikToks and it's like, hashtag stay toxic. I'm like, hashtag if you only slash three of his tires, insurance won't cover it. Like, like, what? And okay, yeah, you know what? Slash three of his tires and slash the fourth one with a different knife. Cool. But is that, (laughs) I actually can't. Is that, like, is that going to fill the fucking void? Is that going to you know, feel the part of you that you are trying to revenge because this person broke up with you? Like, what is slashing the tires going to bring to you? And people are like, oh, but, but he deserves it. And it's like... That's just, like we are talking about before, that's such an ego thing as well. It's like making the ego feel good. Yeah. And defending it in a way that's going to make the ego feel good. And it's like, let's just fucking not normalise, like, living, leading life in our fucking ego just like balls deep in like the toxic, 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 woo. <laughs> balls yes. deep in that toxic, fuck. Oh my God, Grace. <laughs> balls deep in toxic masculinity. And like, yeah, cool. Sis, go slash his tires, you know, go yeah. clean girl, block, girl boss all over him, whatever. But what's the bet that when you get home from slashing his tires and your two girlfriends who came with you to do it are gone and you are alone by yourself with your thoughts? Oh, wait, you still feel fucking empty. Yeah, exactly. Like you girl boss too fucking close to the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're fucked now. Yeah, exactly. And it's, if anything, it's just creating more anger, more frustration, more hate inside of your body, inside of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, it's just really not doing much for anyone in your ego (laughs) it's really not and like let's let's not hashtag stay toxic please let's not let's let's just like actually unnormalize that because that's that's the reason society is the way that society is right now is because we are so we are normalizing staying toxic we are normalizing living in our egos we are normalizing like not feeling our emotions like Like we're normalizing like being in such excessively codependent relationships yeah like Oh my God, you are your own human. Your partner is their own human. Be that. You don't need yeah. to have like fucking like padlocks to each other's souls. Let's not feed off of each other. <laughs> Let's actually be whole on our own before yeah. we start to even think about sustaining a healthy relationship. Oh my God, I've just had a light bulb moment where so many people have an ex that they still fucking sleep with is because that ex filled a void in their life and it keeps coming up for that person and they continue to not give it to themselves so they go back to the ex and they stay toxic they're not and that but like on the outside they're just like oh yeah like I'm, i just keep fucking my ex you know but like yeah. under the surface it's like oh but actually like i'm filling a void right now yeah yeah literally oh and like it's so much harder to fill that void when you aren't like in a relationship if that makes sense because you lack so much of that emotional connection so it's just like you're literally just sleeping with someone to fill a void you are quite and like if anything making you even more disconnected to everything including yourself 
But I think what we can lead with today, I love, was like, would I date myself? I fucking love that so much. Would I date myself? Fucking exercise you can ever do. And just one, yeah, go. If anyone listening to this is thinking like, yeah, I'm going to go and do that exercise. I think it's so important for you to drop your ego when you do it. And it's like, no one's going to read it. And if you live in a world where, you know, a chance of people reading that list is possible, put it somewhere safe, but you know, meet your fucking ego where you're at. If it's like, you know, you leave fucking empty dishes next to your bed for like six months, write that on the list. Like meet your ego where you're at and all of the things that come up that you're like, oh no, I don't want to think about that. Write it down because that is the most shit ever. Literally like even surface level stuff, like deep shit, like just drop the ego and just be so radically honest with yourself. Because and then that that is literally highlighting the shit that you need to do, all the shit that you need to work on. And it's like, if you can't drop your ego around yourself in front of yourself for a list that's just for you, how the fuck can you expect yourself to do it for an entire other person? Yeah, like in a relationship, how are you going to drop your ego if you can't do it with yourself? Yeah. 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 So So powerful. That that was the most pivotal thing I ever did. And like just quickly before we um, wrap up as well, because I know you need to go. um, I was watching maths the other night. I don't watch much reality TV show, but I do love maths. I love maths. Um, And the other night, there was this really like, there's always like that girl on mass and she's just like, absolutely just so like too good for everyone. You know, she's not there for the right reasons. Yeah. And so. Is anyone there for the right reasons? I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> at this point I'm questioning it. Um, But she was kind of like, she met her partner and her partner was fucking beautiful. Like if she doesn't want him, I'll have him. He's amazing. And she goes, I just want someone who's like genuinely caring. And, and I was like, okay, well, hang on a second. Like, are you? Because <laughs> like, at the moment, it's really like you're not giving off that impression that you're actually that kind, caring person that you want. Yeah. So like, that's like the whole thing of like, would you date you? Because mm. if mm. not, like, <laughs> yeah. why would someone else? Yeah. As brutal as that sounds, why would someone else date you if you wouldn't date yourself? Exactly. And yes, it's brutal, but sometimes the death of our ego is necessary for the rebirth of our confidence, our power, our emotional intelligence, our connection. And I think also as well is like the people that you're attracting, if you're like on the dating scene, it's not by accident. Every single person that you're attracting makes sense to who you are at that time in your life. And if you are attracting, you know, a bunch of toxic soul sucking, you know, gross men and you know that's like the pure consistent or if you're you know attracting people who don't actually want to connect with you on an emotional level just want to sleep with you okay what's that saying about you what's yeah. that reflecting in you because a lot of the time like obviously there is a lot of outliers like that screenshot I read off from tinder like that reflected fucking nothing back to me yeah and but like <laughs> that's the thing of like you literally cut that connection off you didn't even bother entertaining exactly. it like but- you know actually anything like if someone says something to you on tinder or dating apps or anything like that and you're like oh like you feel that in your soul it's because it's a fucking mirror like all of these people that you are attracting are holding up a mirror to you saying if there's something you don't like in me it's something that's going on within yourself yeah 100 percent. and actually when i was watching that math as well she was she was like really really picky like she was picking at like the smallest little nitpicky things and i felt myself actually getting triggered by it and i was like Instead of being like, oh my God, this person's a bitch. Like, oh my God, she needs to get off the show. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, 
what where where am I being really fucking picky and just l- picking guys for their surface level shit? <laughs> Sorry, not looking, not looking at what's deeper, you know. And it's like we become so familiar in, if you will, the toxicity of relationships these days that when we get different, we're like, whoa, he's being clingy or he's like, he's so anxiously attached. Like it's like actually fucked. Oh my God, no, stop it. I was talking to a client about this the other day and she's like, she's seeing this person and I was like, you know, how's it, like, how's it going? And she's like, oh, like, I don't think it's going to work. And I was like, why? And she goes, oh, he's just like, he's just a bit too much for me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, just read this, this text. And I look at her phone and it goes, good morning. Hope you have a great day. And I was like, is that, is that what you mean? And she was like, yeah, it's too much. He's too clingy. Like he's, it feels like he's obsessed with me. And it's like, oh my fucking God, no, you just are not allowing yourself to receive love in any And way. also, does that not reflect the level of self-worth that you have for yourself? It's like, if a guy's, I'm like, yeah, fucking oath, he should be saying that to me. Like, right? I, like, I, I am having the best day ever. Have you met yeah. me? And like, I wouldn't expect, I would not settle for anything less of like a guy messaging me, making sure I'm okay. And like messaging me how my day is going. Like I wouldn't settle for anything less because that's like the level of self-worth that I put on myself. Exactly. And if you are uncomfortable with that, or you think it's too much or too clean, like reflect that into yourself. What does that say? What does that say about you? What does that say about the level of love that you A, give yourself, but B, believe you are worthy of receiving? Exactly. Exactly. I love that we in this podcast like 12 times. I know. And you literally have to leave in like five minutes. <laughs> oh, it's so, so We could probably, us, like, I feel like we should just record our walk and talks at this point. Honestly, that it would be so valuable. Like, honestly, it really fucking would. Like, we're that fucking great. Um, <laughs> our minds are that sexy, as Grace would say. <laughs> my God, no, literally, my brain and Kira's brain, it's like a fucking strip show for brains. That's a, tur- that's a turn on in itself. No, literally, like... Fuck Pornhub. Like, <laughs> Pornhub, tell me about my brain. Tell me what you think about it. But we'll wrap it up there. I think we have literally just like me, like, oh, we won't talk for an hour. We've talked for like an hour and a half. So that's cool. So you, uh, we won't get too deep and spiritual into this. How, like, it just fucking happens every time, every and single time. Literally, but me, so here, okay. like, I feel like surface level conversations don't exist in our world. No, nah, it just doesn't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're looking for that. Next, You're not. Next podcast we're doing. We're going to talk about friendships. Yeah, yeah we've decided. Yeah, we've decided. Yeah, But um, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and being the first Chit Chat series. Oh, my God. So, so exciting. Thank so you exciting. so much for having me. And I'm 100% certain that we will be hearing your voice again. Yeah, I have that. 100%. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today, Grace. And we will chat to you next time on You're on the Potty. Thank you for having me, Jessie.